Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Just Effin' Send It podcast. This is going to be a little bit of a weird one. Um, I, I'm waiting on Theus uh, Prota from from Hoplite Arms to get cleared up on a schedule. That is like the busiest dude I know. I mean, he is. he was in like five different airports in 10 days and he's constantly flying around he's headed to san diego for some i don't remember what he's doing in san diego um some show or something like that with the rifle and yeah he's got the um he's got the the new hoplite rifle finished i, I say the 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 i don't want to say call it a prototype but i guess it's a prototype slash show rifle um it's finished and man it looks freaking tits it's awesome um, uh, and, but anyway, he's super busy when it's, and he's promised as soon as he gets back, he's excited to, to do a podcast. I think he gets back next Monday. Um, so we're looking at maybe next Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, but in the meantime, um, I'll give you guys kind of like a little placeholder episode, um, just keep, give you, give you guys something to listen to. But, uh, man, I don't, I don't even really know where to start with this episode, man, because, I mean, I have just so much personal crap going on. Dude, these car warranty companies are fucking killing me, and they've changed up their tactics. Now they actually got an asshole on the line that calls you instead of the, instead of the, the automated robot voice telling you about it. your your warranty is up or some bullshit or this is your your last notice last chance to get your warranty or some bullshit um no i've had people to fucking call me and talk to me the bitch that called me yesterday she called me for car shield and i should tell that back the day before a dude had called me from car shield left the voicemail and called me again later that day and i didn't answer either time it was a, some missouri number and then I got a call again yesterday. I answered the phone because I checked the voicemail he left me and it was an actual person. I want to answer the phone and say, quit calling me. And she told me what car I was driving, my truck, knew my first and last name and knew the miles that were on my vehicle. Like she was only like 400 miles off from my exact mileage, which was kind of spooky. But, um, I told her, I said, how where did you get that I was inquiring about? Because she said that she was touching base with me about my inquiry. I said, what inquiry? I've never called you. I actually already have an extended warranty from Ford Motor Company. Uh, I didn't need a warranty. So she said, well, you must have done it on the internet somehow. I said, the hell I did. And she got like an attitude. She says, well, okay. And like had an attitude or whatever. So I said, all right, well, just take me off your call list. And then I hung up. Fast forward to tonight, I'm sitting there reading to my son, and then I hear my phone ringing downstairs. I get down down to my phone, saw it was a missed number from an area code I didn't know, had a voicemail, and then it rang again, same number. Like, they hung up, left the voicemail, called again. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? And it's some other warranty company. And then I'm like, take me off your fucking call list. And I hung up, blocked the number. Check the voicemail and there's dead quiet. It's like a 30 second long silence. Um, and I look at my phone 
I've got an email from this company. They got my email. They got everything. I don't know what the fuck is going on with this shit, but they are killing me. Um, but it's, yeah, shit's just crazy, man. Uh, busy with jujitsu with myself and my son. He's doing awesome. Uh, I feel like I'm doing pretty damn good. Um, pretty soon I've got to set aside a day to get Professor Heath out here to get him shooting and then record a podcast. The way I'm thinking about doing it is recording the podcast first and we're going to go through like his whole jiu-jitsu career and kind of, you know, the, the what's what about him and then talk about, Hey, we're about to go do some shooting. Uh, what do you, what, what experience do you have, which is next to none with, uh, rifles at least, cause he does shoot a lot of pistol, but, um, and then go shoot, come back and finish the podcast. So basically just like pause it, go shoot and spend the day shooting and then, and bring them back to like, okay, so you we did this, that, and the other, you know, and then just get talking about it and get his perspective from a person who's never done it before who's just got done doing it for the first time so um i've I, like you guys know i've got a target at about 550 um off my deck and we can we can get them on that pretty easily uh and and then just go from there i want to get them at 100 first go over some fundamentals with them and then and move on from there and kind of show him the the what's in the sausage of get making a shot at you know 500 yards or a thousand yards or whatever and what it kind of takes to get there um so i think that'd be really cool but uh jiu-jitsu is going awesome uh jacks is a he's a fucking beast at it like i showed him an arm bar one time and then he was sticking it like he's been doing it for a year like it's and he's five and he's like killing it um passing guards sweeps everything he's doing awesome I don't know how many of you guys are into jiu-jitsu or mixed martial arts or anything like that, but uh, it's obviously not going to take over the podcast by any stretch of the imagination, but we're going to be covering some some jiu-jitsu talk because I know um, there are some of you that do enjoy jiu-jitsu. So, um, but I've been busy with that, and then, man, we've, we're, we're hurting at work right now. I mean, Roy Cooper's executive order of not, of a rent moratorium that was supposed to have been over back in the summer that was over for a little while. And then they put it back in place in the fall and then it keep extending it and extending it and extending it. And I mean, we're losing $30,000 a month because these tenants in particular, now mind you for our, my job, our line of work, we know we're very intimate with people's financial situations about what, what they do for a living, are they still working, what kind of hours they, they normally get. Like we, We're pretty intimate with that and know that information. And The majority of the people that we're having to do this with, they're either on some type of social security or disability or government assistance where they don't even pay their rent. They just get a check and then they pay us. Like they don't work, I should say. They pay their rent but they're paid from their um, quote unquote, and I use this term while shaking my head, entitlements. Um, And those checks never stopped. And yet they have been told that they don't have to pay rent. So they go online to Google and they print. So it's them and it is 
people who we know they are currently still working, whose work situation has not changed since COVID started. They are in the, either in the food industry. We know what they're making. We know their hours or they're in this or that, the other. They're not like laid off or fired or cut hours uh, or hours cut back. It, they're not. We know We know their situations. But what they do is they go to Google and print off a form that a five-year-old with internet connection could find and then print it off, sign it, and hand it to me and says, I don't have to pay rent. And I'm sitting here with my dick in my hand and I can't evict him for it. So we've got people with like $6,000 rent bills that when their apartments are four fifty and five fifty a month, depending on if it's a one or two bedroom. That means that they people that haven't paid rent since, you know, April. And it's it's very unfair and to my opinion unconstitutional. We're actually working with as of today, which I've been wanting to do this since the beginning of this, but working with uh, some other larger um, property management companies in the area of filing a class action lawsuit against Roy Governor Roy Cooper. Every every lawsuit that has been brought to him for either a shutdown or whatever, anything involving this COVID shit, he has lost. Every one he's lost. So we're we're gonna get that shit together. But I mean, I still have I don't get rent from the tenants, but yet I still have to pay my mortgage on the properties. I still have to pay the taxes. I still have to pay the water on the on the properties that this applies to, which is a lot of them. I gotta pay the water and sewer because three buildings will be on one meter. And so there's no way to divvy that up. They're not each apartment's not on their own individual meter. So I'm having to pay water and sewer on that. And then I've got to pay eight full time or nine full time employees, including myself. And they're taking thirty grand a month out of our budget. So Something's got to give. This is some bullshit. And then you got Biden's fuckboy ass saying that he was, I don't know if he signed it today or not, but it was a executive order, a federal executive order of a, a moratorium on rent until March 31st. Roy Cooper's was supposed to end this month. Uh, originally, it was supposed to end January 1, but then he, he pushed it back to February 1 that we could take the writs to the courthouse to get the eviction process started. Well, even if that goes into effect still on February 1st, you got Biden's bitch ass coming in here and doing some shit till March 31st. Say so it will be April 1st before we can do anything. Uh, this is I mean, this is all the plan. This was this has been the plan since day one. And we're going to get into we're going to get into that, I guess. And I'm, I'm hesitant to do so because. in their first amendment rights uh between social media uh even like you know obviously it started with trump trump got fucking axed off of off of twitter and facebook and youtube and even his damn email carrier uh dropped his ass um and then other people started to follow suit and then the whole thing would happen on the sixth i mean it was you know people were just getting dropping like flies left and right and, uh, but I got thinking about it. I mean, you can't cancel me. I'm nobody. 
I mean, you could take a, I mean, I guess Podbean could, but I'm such small potatoes. I don't think they're fucking worried about the hubbub, what would come after it. But, um, so what, what do I need to really shut the fuck up for? I tell you what I have done though. I've deleted all social media. I deleted my Instagram page, my Facebook, which I only had those for the podcast anyway. Um, and I tell you what, life's been good since I didn't, since I've been off of it. And I encourage you all to do the same. Uh, you'll, you'll retain some of your sanity for a little bit longer, but, uh, yeah, I don't have a YouTube page for the podcast. So, I mean, I can say what fuck I want to, um, if you had, if you have two eyes and half a brain, you could tell that the math just don't add up in how this election went period. I don't, I don't care if you like Trump or hate Trump or love Biden or hate Biden. It doesn't matter if you are objective. And that's the thing that I have strived to be in every situation, not just with politics, but anything is just if there comes to one of those situations where you're at a crossroads of forming an opinion or a thought. The first thing in my mind is, all right, let me step back, take all emotion out and bias out as best I possibly can and look at this from an objective point of view. This is with parenting. This is with politics. This is with shooting. This is with, I mean, uh, uh, an argument with my wife or my or my employees. I try to, to always look at everything objectively. And so I ask everybody listen to this, which I imagine the majority of the people that are listening to this probably agree with me. If you step back and look at this entire election objectively, you can tell that something in the milk has gone bad. When a man that can't string three fucking sentences together, a man that's older than shit, teeth falling out of his head during a damn uh, debate, a primary debate, a guy that literally was given the uh, nomination by the media. I mean, if it wasn't for the media, Bernie Sanders would be, would have been the Democratic nominee, but they handpicked Joe Biden because they knew that he is a easily manipulated B he's going to be the easiest one to invoke the 25th, 25th amendment on to put who they really want in. They can tell him who to run as his VP. Um, and so that's who they went with. Right. Um, and he has to be a little bit more palatable to middle America. I say middle America. I mean like middle, the moderate in the road. He has to be more palatable than Bernie Sanders. But at least Bernie Sanders is, I mean, somewhat coherent. Um, but that's why he got the nomination. But once he got the nomination, that son of a bitch stayed in the fucking basement for like eight months. Like there was no real... Uh, press conferences, everything was canned. Uh, every question was canned. It was the easiest softballs ever. They they hid Hunter Biden, his son's laptop discovery, and all of the stuff coming out of it. They just shuffled that right underneath the rug. You heard it. You heard you know grumblings of it for about a day, and then it was gone out of the media. So, and that person, 
You're trying to tell me that person drove out more of a vote than the first black African-American president in United States history who is a silver-tongued, perfect politician. Barack Obama was the perfect politician. He was a chameleon. He would seem this way when he needed to, and then he would seem that way when he needed to, when that suited him. Um, Barack Obama was, is so intelligent. Um, and, I mean, like I said, a historic vote for Barack Obama putting the first African-American in office. You're trying to tell me this fucking numbnut and Joe Biden drove out a larger vote than him? That is utterly absurd. On its face, period. You don't even need any more proof than that to know that that dog don't hunt. Um, but the proof was there. I mean, it's just does, it's like if you could put something in front of someone's face with their eyes wide open and they lied and said, I don't see what you have in front of my face. Like, I don't see it. I don't see it. No, you do see it. You do choose not to acknowledge it because if you acknowledge it, you have to give it merit and you have to, there's no way if you're objective, um, about it, that, that you're not going to call it for what it is. So they just didn't see the evidence, the courts. Look, you can get anything done if you've got the courts, if you've got the media. I mean, and I don't just mean mainstream media. I'm talking about big tech, too. Uh, it, they've been emboldened and just weaponized more than I believe I've ever seen anything. Um and then you've you've got the House, the legislators, you've got the Senate, you've got all of these people saying basically just hitting the talking points that they're that they're sent every day, that they get to just stick to the script. You got nothing to worry about because nothing will be questioned of you. Anything, anything or anybody that questions you, we will take care of. And they do that by deplatforming, by canceling by just all everything that they've done. I mean, I could have been president if I had all that in my corner. Okay. Um, and what I think pisses me off more than anything about it is I know Trump won. I know he did, but all and I'm not saying this is Trump's fault. I don't I don't think it was, at least not the majority of it, but all of the disinformation, the hype that's been being pumped since November fourth. When in the middle of the night, I mean the the proof is there. The proof of what happened is there. But the plans and the what what's going on behind the scenes, all this shit. You know, you got a special special forces Delta SEAL team going in and parachuting in down the chimney and stealing a laptop. And, uh, you know, they're making arrests that you don't even know about. And this is why this is going on, because this is going to happen. All this shit. Just one more week. Next week, it's all with Nancy Pelosi's going to be wearing orange. Uh, all this shit. It's so fucking old. And it was... 
very, very unbecoming of the right. And I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it was people like Lynn Wood, who's a complete fucktard, and he's been a damn liberal his whole life, and now all of a sudden he's so fucking the, the, supposed to be the savior of the Republican Party with his all his uh, intel and all this shit. Or Sidney Powell. I don't know if they were just say, hey, this ship is going down, but if I jump on the ship, I can make a name for myself. And, you know, I don't know, something financial in the future they're benefiting from. Who fucking knows? But the same shit happened. And I, th- I thought after, you know, the shit started coming out after the election back in November about like Dominion, the voting machines, uh, uh, hammer and scorecard, all of those programs, Comey sold it to the Chinese. Um, I thought after that, I was like, man, when they had that runoff in January, there's no fucking way they're that stupid to run the same scam again this soon. And they fucking did. They, they did it. It was like literally hit as rinse and repeat the same exact shit. And they got away with it. And I think even though they did, I think another big problem was you had assholes like Lynn Wood going down to campaign. I don't know if you've called campaigning. He was down there barking in Georgia saying not to go and vote. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Don't go and vote. You goddamn right go and vote because that's this, those two Senate seats were literally the only thing. 2020 was the big fat bellhead getting getting pushed in. 2021 is the entire shaft and balls coming in right behind it in the American asshole. That's exactly what's happening now. And the Senate was the only thing that was going to make the Bamba pull out. Um, but the good thing, the good, the silver lining is you saw who everybody really was throughout all this. All the rhinos, fucking Dan Crenshaw's damn pirate ass. I mean, they're obviously we knew Lindsey Graham. We knew Mitch McConnell, the fucking China Mitch. Uh, we, we all know who they were, but you really got to see a lot of light shed on people that you may not thought at, you know, two months ago or three months ago were what they were or who they were. Um, it's, uh, it's disheartening because we're literally partyless. And I'll be honest, I would be, I'd be very upset and as bad as this would be, but this is being the this is the objective part. I would be pretty damn upset if if Trump had won in the same means. Be like, yeah, bullshit, bullshit. All right, well, bullshit then. Call me bullshit. I don't give a fuck. But I'm telling you, <coughs> if the same thing had happened, but in reverse, oh, uh, we know what would have happened if that had been the case. Holy balls, do we know what would have happened had it been Trump cheating? Um, but I, I still would have been very upset with that because a precedent that is set for future elections. Because there's, I don't want to say don't go and vote, but really your vote doesn't fucking matter. Because if we have 10 votes and they have seven, all they got to do 
is just take do the same thing this time and take votes away from the 10 and give them a credit to them. Take three away from us and give it to them and switch the numbers. And that's what they did. You, you saw it in real time. I mean, I saw it on TV live, like where numbers just boom, switched. Now, how I could see, I could see how numbers could be added that fast and it would still be fishy, but I could see how numbers could be added that fast. I don't see how numbers are taken away, especially without an explanation of, oh, the the there was an error which there sh- should have been an error but they didn't even say there was an error is the reason why uh votes got taken away from trump and they they more so they actually they actually they did they said oh yeah that was just a mess up um and they they did some some states fixed a little bit of the vote um but not enough of what was actually done and it's, I mean, here we are now. You've got 65,000, I think that was the number I read, 65,000 National Guard troops in, in D.C. for the inauguration. You know, if you've got the most popular candidate in president in U.S. history, uh, obviously he got 80, 80 million votes, so that's more than anybody's ever gotten. Uh, you got the most popular candidate in political history in the most fair and most secure election in American history, which is a fucking joke. Uh, why do you feel the need that there's going to be such a big uprising? I mean, he won fair and square, right? But I'm not even going to get into the sixth on what happened because honestly, nobody knows there's so much conspiracy of on both sides and, you know, given the bullshit we were all fed from November 4th to, you know, even yesterday, uh, I, you don't know what to believe. Now, I, but what I do know is I have seen video of, like, card-carrying Antifa being escorted on these the big party buses, you know what I'm saying? I'm, they're not like school buses, but they're, you know, big, and they're not like Greyhound buses either, but they're like smaller uh, party buses is all I know what they're called. Like three of those being escorted in a a Maryland Highway Patrol escort into downtown DC, uh, and then got off the bus, the buses, and um, went in to mingle with the crowds and, and do whatever they wanted to do. I also saw card carrying Antifa members trying to break the windows with a baton and a American flag. Um, staff trying to break window that's 50 cal rated um and everybody that was there saw it too i mean there's just there's so much shit i know there's oh not to mention there was the intercepted emails about infiltrating trump uh protest trump supporters at the protest and wear your wear some maga gear and shit like that I mean, that was intercepted in, in on 4chan and everything else and seen. So, and they did it. It's and, and here we are left with the shambles where you and me are now, which I didn't go. Thank the Lord. You couldn't have fucking paid me to go. Um, cause I knew it was going to be a shit show and knew what was going to happen. I mean, I didn't know what was going to happen. I knew whatever happened wasn't going to be good. So, um, but you couldn't have fucking pay me to go. But basically if you are, you know, right of, 
of far left, you're considered a fucking terrorist now. They literally compared us to ISIS the other day. That asshole, I can't remember his name. He was a he's like a, a Facebook insider um, who's a, a CNN contributor now or MSNBC, one of the other ones. Um, basically said that you know talking about companies like OANN and Newsmax. How yeah, they got the First Amendment, but we don't. I don't think we should be giving them a platform for millions to hear their their hate and their misinformation and their whatever. Um, and then likened us to ISIS. I mean, liken you don't even have to say Trump supporters. You can just say conservatives or anyone who isn't with them. They're likening us to ISIS. I mean, this is exactly what the fucking brown shirts did back in like the 1930s in Germany to help Hitler rise to power. I'm not going to say Biden is literally Hitler because that's what they did to fucking Trump. That's stupid. But they're using third Reich tactics. And, you know, you've even got China willing to send 250,000 troops to, to help uh, ensure there's a peace. Uh, they, they call them peacekeepers. 250,000 armed peacekeepers to help ensure a peaceful transfer of power. Now, do you think they'd have done that if Trump had fucking won and, and Antifa was burning D.C. to the fucking ground? Now, mind you, a window or two was broken. I even saw a video of them when they were leaving the, the Capitol building, then picking up a trash can and putting the trash back in it. Like, cleaning up as they left. Um, but they've got, you know, a, bro- a broken window, a girl gets shot by a fucking scared ass damn, uh, um, secret service, uh, member fucking shaking and just, she was just standing up and he shot her in the neck and killed her. I think there was one cop who got hit in the head with something. Um, and I, how many people have gotten fucked up, killed? raped and mind you if no one talks about the rape uh, um, uh, complaints and cases from all the bullshit this summer um, it no one talks about that but that's a real thing there was like thousands of people who were saying that they were raped during that shit or a bare minimum sexually assaulted um, but uh, the the buh, 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 with a B billions of dollars in damage not to the government mind you to you and I, to the to the American populace, the people whose lives are ruined because you know they their places of business or well, a were already shuttered from you know the unconstitutional coronavirus laws that they or I should say laws they're not laws um, orders um, and then physically destroyed by the looting and uh, the vandalism. Okay, and where you hear people like Nancy Pelosi say that I can't believe there's not more uprisings all over the country. There should be. Kamala Harris said, don't let up, you know, protest and, and, and do what you have to do. And then the asshole, uh, uh, Andrew Cuomo or Chris, Chris Cuomo said, uh, where the Constitution does it say that protests are supposed to be peaceful? All this shit. And then you got cops letting in. People at down at, at the Capitol, opening the gates, letting them in. Like you can say, oh, they were just repositioned. I heard Ben Shapiro say that that's not what happened. That they were just trying to solidify their lines or some shit like that. No, 
They open up the gates. There's video of, of Capitol Police waving their arms like, come on, come on, come on. And <coughs> Capitol Police in there taking fucking selfies with these people. Like, there's video evidence of all this shit. But they act like that shit don't exist. So you really don't know who is who. I mean, a lot of people, you do know who they are now. But there's still people who you thought were on the side of, of freedom and conservatism and hell, a republic. Is that too much to ask? Uh, but now now you don't fucking know because either they're scared or they are not really that upset that Trump had the election stolen from him. Um, I don't know. It's, it's such, I mean, it's, I, I couldn't listen to or watch the inauguration today. It, I mean, it just, it, it pisses me off. Now, I'm not down there in D.C. screaming on my knees like that fucking snowflake that everyone's seen during the Trump inauguration. No, I went to work today. Right? I worked all day long. Then I took my kids to jiu-jitsu. Then I came home and fed them. Then I bathed them. Then I put them to bed and read to them because that's what we do. Okay? I'm not an activist. And I, I hate I would hate if someone ever referred to me as an activist because we all see what quote unquote activists are in 2020 and 2021. Um, I don't want to be affiliated with that. No, I'm just a, I'm a free man and I have my opinion and it just so happens to be pretty educated. Um, I'm not the most educated and, uh, but I'm, I'm not a, a fucking retard either, but you know, it's, it's it's sickening and to see to just to know just to know what's to come i mean to even have an iota of a, of an idea of what is to come and knowing that this dumbass in washington now in his little fucking whore vp who sucked her way all the way to the damn uh attorney general in california They, they have a complete free reign left unchecked. Obviously, the Supreme Court doesn't look too fucking good. Um, but, I mean, even so, they're going to end up packing the damn court. They're going to give statehood to Guam, to Puerto Rico, and D.C. They're going to pack the fucking court. And even if it was going to be a, a stopgap, it ain't going to be for long. All right? They've got the legislators and they've got the Senate. They're going to have free reign to do whatever they fuck they want to do. They are Look, you go and prepare for this summer for gas to be damn $6 a fucking gallon because that shit's coming. With the Keystone Pipeline getting the kibosh uh, from joining the Paris Climate Accord bullshit from uh, all this green energy shit, gas is going the fuck up. Take it to the bank. Take it to the bank because that's happening. All right. You you have you have Biden who's become the the is a even more of a gun salesman than Obama was, uh, and it you can't you can't get anything no, no ammo no primers no bullets no I did score yeah uh, Monday I did score I don't even shoot these but I bought them anyway I, I bought eight hundred um, one hundred nine uh, Burger hybrids. Because I was like, well, fuck, I, I will shoot them. I know they're good bullets. I will shoot them. So I'm not against shooting them. I'm just going to, I'm going to buy what I, what I can. I bought 800 of them. Um, 
and it you can't find any. I don't know if there's any end in sight at all. I have no idea. Um, and no one does. I mean, the manufacturers are talking about it's going to be a a two year whatever. What, who knows in two years what's going to fucking happen? They're going to stop internet sales. They're going to try to stop internet sales of guns, ammo, and and gun parts. Like you literally couldn't order a holster for a, a Glock 19 when this shit hits. A holster, a piece of Kydex, piece of plastic, and a strap. Can't buy it. Like we were the last hope for the rest of the world of free for freedom. People who didn't fight for their country, people who didn't go against uh, the powers that be, look to us for hope that hey there's at least there's one place that's still free and shit they're looking at i mean we're looking at us being in worse shape than some of those countries are what does that say about us for allowing this shit to happen i don't know um yeah i've I've said for a long time and i want to be careful my words um, because, you know, this, I don't know how many thousand people are going to hear this, but, you know, I, I've said for a long time of what I've thought, like way before this and way before even Trump, you know, announced he was running in 2015 or 14, whenever he said he was running. But I was, I was, I was convinced then, and I'm, I'm feeling more right every day that, it's going to come to absolute bloodshed on American soil. I don't want that to happen. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want it to even be a thought. Um, but that doesn't matter if I want it to or not, because it's, it, in my opinion, it's just, it's inevitable. There's going to be a line crossed. Uh, I think everyone should have a line in the sand and they keep that line to themselves about what that line is. But when that line is crossed, that's when, um, things are going to get, things are going to get spicy. And I don't think the people are like, yeah, let's go to fucking war, man. You do not want that because life as you know, it will never, ever be the same. I mean, because it's not like it's a part-time thing, right? Like, oh, I can't go, I can't go to war with the government on Wednesday because I got to work. Um, but I can, I'm, I'm off Thursday, so I can go to war Thursday. Or your just your mortgage payment, your, uh, you know, doctor's appointment, your any of the small minutia things, or even the large things that you have to do in life. I mean, life insurance policies, uh, health insurance. I mean. It all comes crashing down and I I don't want it, but I'm I'm not going to shy away from it if it, if it ever came to that. That's the last thing on the planet. I would, would rather somehow some type of stronghold in the Senate or the house or the Supreme court to like put basically a halt on the, the horrible things that are to come from this administration, the the Harris administration, because Biden's not going to be there for more than I I I would be surprised if he finishes his first hundred days. Honestly, I'd be very surprised 
if he if he gets to see 100 days in office. Um, I don't think so. Um, take it to the bank. Today is January 20th. David Baker called it. Um, that's my prediction. He will not finish his 100 days. Uh, or they may just give him the 100 days. And then after that, it's like, okay, you had your first 100 days to do whatever you want to do to have it, your name and history attached to it. Now it's time for you to move over. That's what's going to happen if if they even give him that. Um, but the, the things that are going to come from this Harris administration are going to be absolutely unprecedented and fucking horrible. So, I don't know. I'm just, obviously, I, I'm not in the best of moods most days. Um, I'm, I'm not very happy and I don't have a very good outlook on the near future. I don't really have a optimistic idea of what the next couple of years are going to look like. But what I will say, though, is that when I am angry and upset or pissed or fed up or all the emotions that I'm sure most people listen to this right now are whatever they feel. When I go to jujitsu, I don't think about that because I got to think about the person about to strangle me. And then I actually feel better when I'm done. It's like a, a really good stress release. And that's one thing that I really, really enjoy about jujitsu. But um, it's, but you know, the next day and it, it's helped to not be on social media because it's not right there in my face because they want you to hit that click shit. They want you to want to have this shit in your face at all times. I don't, I have not only thing on actual TV that I have been watching is like old UFC fights. Um, I haven't been watching anything on TV. I think I did watch last night. I, I couldn't sleep. And I watched Planet Earth Africa about like the Sahara Desert and nature. David Attenborough joints. Like I, I love David Attenborough. He's like, he's the man. Um, if you don't know who he is, Google him. But I love watching those things. So that's all I watch. I don't watch any of the news. I'm, I, I just unplug from it. And life is better that way. Um, and... Uh, I don't know. It's just, I, I do know what's going on. You know, I, I do still kind of stay in tune, um, with everything. And, uh, but I, I don't know, man, you got to find a healthy balance cause it's not healthy to be, you know, that stressed or angry, especially at things that you right now do not have direct control of, but I'm, I'm guilty of it. You know, I think we all, I think we all are. But anyway, oh, all right. What else to talk about? Um, oh, I got another shockwave break. Josh is out of the nitrided ones. I wanted a nitride one, but he sent me a stainless because they're out of nitride. So I'm going to send two of my stainless shockwaves to Birdsong to get treated and do it myself. It's like 15 bucks a piece to do. And I'm going to send it off and get it done by Birdsong. And then I won't have to worry about them being stainless anymore. But I also got the second gen, the uh, newer gen uh, brake from, uh, not brake, uh, tuner from Aaron Hip. And uh, it is a tapered model. 
And I mean, it's going to operate just same. It's not any better or, or worse, but it's just tapered at the backside and the numbers and hash marks are on that end instead of the, the muzzle end. Um, so I'm excited about um, using that. So what I did was when I started doing load development for these 95s, uh, 95 grain um, match kings with the 8208, um, since Jeff and CL have shot 8208 and 95 so i know where to start so i started at 32 grains and went up to 33 grains and i'm not gonna say there's a big wide node where the velocity doesn't change but i from 32 in in two uh, two tenths of a grain increments from 32 to 33 grains not a single load was an SD higher than nine. The what I landed on was 32.6 grains, and that was um, 30 about 3120 uh, with SD of two, extreme spread of six. So that's pretty nice. And uh, I random seat in depth, like whatever my die is set on for the 105 burgers, that's where I seated the bullets. And instead of me loading up a big seat and depth um, ladder test, I'm just going to, I got the uh, tuner on that barrel and I'm just going to tune the load in with that and be done with it. I mean, cause that's, that's what it's for. I mean, one reason what it's for, um, you know, and I got, when I got a tuner, I got it for two reasons specifically. I got it for, and I've mentioned it on here before, uh, I got it for a factory ammo which it has worked. Um, it took uh, the, the Hornady 6 Creed ammo with the 108 um, ELDMs. It went from about a half inch to three eighths to a quarter sometimes. And uh, also for the sake of shooting my dasher load that was tailored for my Hancock to also shoot it in my AI dasher barrel and uh it worked there too so i it's about a quarter minute group with the um hancock and without the tuner that amp that same ammo loaded into the ai it was shooting like three quarter minute to a minute put the tuner on tuned it in and literally you i could shoot a group with it and then shoot a group with the hancock and you could not tell me which one that load was tailored for they're literally the exact same size exact same shape everything perfect um now i just got it to where so i don't have to do much of a seating depth test i know i'm jumping plenty so i'm not worried about being too close to the throat or being close to too close to the lands but i don't know where it is and i have not measured the chamber with a 95 um and i'm not going to and i just loaded where the die was set for the 105s now the 32.4 grain of uh, load of a208 it shot a tiny little group as well um the sd was a little bit higher it was like an sd of six and an extreme spread of 14 or something like that but it was a little bit slower um i could have loaded i could probably load right there at 32 and a half and call it good and i might do that but um 
the 32.6 grain opened up the group a little bit and everything else that opened up, but 32.4 was a little bit slower. Um, but fast enough, I think it was like 31.08, I believe. And, uh, Oh shit. I can tell you right now. Look at my phone. A little pro tip. Not that I'm a pro. If you're using a chronograph, take your phone and create a file, a media file, like a picture file. Like I did what I do. I've got a rifle load media file. So I shoot over my lab radar. If it's a, like doing load development or whatever, just for the sake of remembering, I write it down too in my, um, in my, uh, data book. But, and I also have a, I have a, a reloading data book, just a, note, a, a normal notebook that I just write at the very top of the page, what cartridge, what barrel, and then go through all the notes and of my reloading process and uh, uh, my load development process. And I can go back and say, all right, well, that load kind of, I don't really like, maybe I want to shoot a, a slower node and I can go back. Okay, well, this load was slower and it still shot well. I'm going to try that. So, but what I do is I take a picture, uh, I shoot my group, I take a picture with my phone and then I go to edit into where you can add in type like a text to the picture. I type in um, bullet barrel. If I've only got one barrel of that caliber, then there's no need to do that. I can just say, uh, like, this is my six Creed. If I was hand loaded for my six Creed, which I don't, but I'd say six Creed, 105 burger, this seating depth, or, or, you know, whatever the seating depth is, this charge weight. And then I add that to the picture underneath the the data from the lab radar and I add it to that rifle load. Then I can go back in my phone and look at what sometimes I'll do the same thing with a group. Um, like if I'm doing like ladder testing, um, if this was like 60 thou off and it shot a really tight group multiple times, I'll take pictures of that and type in basically what the, the same information as I do with the lab radar picture. But, um, you know, and I'll have the group size of how it shot. So let's see, 32 point, I kind of go through my, my process. 32 grains was an average of 30.77, extreme spread of 14, SD of 6. 32.2, 30.94, extreme spread of 7, SD of 2.7. 32.4 was 31.07, extreme spread of 14, standard deviation of 5.7, which, and it was a smaller group on that one. 32.6 was SD, I mean, it was 31.18, extreme spread of 6, SD of 2.8. 32.8, it's 31.55 extreme. And I could have gone with that one, but it's still cold outside. Like I, normally I would have. If this, if this was July and everything went the same, this is actually the one I'd go with was 32.8, which is 31.55, extreme spread of 14, standard deviation of 5. But given that it is January and it was a little cold and windy outside, it was probably 40 degrees and I know it's the 8208 is one of the most temperature insensitive powders I've ever heard of. It really is. And we have got data to, to prove that. Um, and I'm talking like from 30 degrees 
upwards to 100 degrees. We've got data with the same exact load, and it was like a difference of like five feet per second. It's amazing. Um, and then 33 grains was like 3170 SD of like nine, extreme spread of like 22 or something like that. Um, none had heavy bolt lift. No ejector swipes because this is on Hancock and it's got um, a mechanical ejector, so there's no plunger. Um, and primers for are all. I don't care if it was 30 grains, it was it it still created the primers. So that's not a, a good sign of pressure. But your bolt lift is a really good sign of pressure, whether it's light or heavy. Um, but for now, I'm gonna stick with 32.6. Um, a hair bit slower, but still gonna be good. I'm gonna dial in the the groups with the uh, with the tuner and call it good. Um, what else? Oh yeah, burger, burger finally released this week the 25 caliber bullet. Um, it uh, it's heavier. It's a 135 grain 25, uh, and the BC was what a G7 of 334, I think. Okay, so that's that's cool. I was hoping it was going to be a little bit on the lighter side. I was hoping it was going to be like the 120 range, maybe 125, but instead it was 135, uh, which is still fine. I'm still going to shoot some. I mean, I love my blackjacks, but I'm I. I'm, going to try and mount and shoot them it's a hybrid and hybrids are like the easiest bullets to tune and to keep in tune um i'm a i'm a big burger fan um but uh i mean they're they're what four grains heavier than a blackjack and the bc is about right there about the same because so you'll get people their published bc uh blackjack's published bc is a g7 of 330 Almost, almost everybody that I've seen uh, on Sniper's Hide and back when I was on Facebook in the 25 caliber group, they're all running a BC of like 340. Some that are at elevation, they're even needing to use 350, and they're shooting it out to a mile. Um, so it's a little deflated um, BC claims from Blackjack, which I'd rather have it that way than the other way around. So, yes, it potentially has a little bit higher BC than the burger and it's a little bit lighter. But with that, you get um, a little bit more of a difficulty in tune. And I've got a really good load for it. So I'm not like hurting or anything. But uh, a hybrid style bullet will tend to what's why it's uh, called a hybrid as far as the shape of the bullet. Um, it does lend itself to be easier to, to keep in tune. And an example of that will be my dasher load with the 105s. I'm literally shooting the 105s at the exact, I've got like 1100 rounds on this dasher barrel and I have not been kind to this barrel. I have fired it. I've fired strings. I've, sh I've shot two matches where both days were over hundred degrees um, I have not been kind to this barrel at all. And yet my load, uh, my seating depth has not changed a bit. I have not changed it one thousandth and it is still shooting the same exact size group it was when I found the load. So 
uh, and it was easy. I mean, I've, I've got like four different seating depths that I could use. Now that would just change my speed, my, my average a little bit up or down, but, um, I'm, a, I'm jumping at 20,000 from where the virgin throat was. It's a 1.780 and it, it's still, it's still cooking. It's still running like it did the day I shot that load and said, this is it. Um, and I'm hoping these are the same way. And also burger is a bigger company. Um, blackjack sources, their bullet manufacturing from Sierra, but Sierra also has other bullets that they sell to compete with the manufacturing of blackjack's bullets and David Tubbs bullets with the 115 DTAC. Um, and burger is not doing that. Burger is making burger bullets that they're selling. So in theory, whenever this whole bullshit hopefully ever ends, if you know, we're all still here, hopefully the aliens come back and get us or come get us or an asteroid hits. But if not, I hope we get bullets, uh, back in stock. Then I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy a lot. Cause I know they're going to shoot well, they're going to shoot good. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm going to not say I'm going to switch permanently. I'm just going to try them up against the blackjacks and, you know, see what I, I mean, miles, uh, has done, um, and Logan have done an awesome job with the blackjack bullets and my hat is off to them. They were the pioneers of getting these fast twist high BC 25s out on the market and getting them in the hands of shooters. And they've done great. And they are awesome. They designed a hell of a bullet. Um, and it is it is absolute fucking bad medicine for critters. It really is. For I mean, if they've they've killed elk, they've killed mule deer, they've killed tons of whitetail, they've killed antelope. They've I don't know if they've shot a bear yet or not, but um, I wouldn't be scared to. Um, and yet they are a hell of a they've got to have the highest bc of any jacketed bullet that is that you could typically find at a match in a prs match right um it that's i don't i mean i don't know the the 147s you're gonna have to uh, i mean people shoot the 147s i'm guessing that's gonna be the closest one to it i can't remember exactly what the 147s bc is but it's close but that's a lot more I mean, that's 16 grains more bullet um, and running a lot fucking slower. So, I mean, at elevation, my dope at 1,000 for the blackjacks is like 6.8 or some shit. That's awesome um, out of a Creedmoor. But, like I said, I was hoping Burgers was going to be on that 120 range. Even if the BC was lower. I mean, I, I wasn't going to ask them because the 130, the blackjack ace kind of... I'm not going to say it's an anomaly, but it kind of is for its weight to BC ratio. I'd be okay with like a 315 BC, um, but lighter weight. I, I, I would like to see that. Um, and, uh, but you know, they did what they did. They got a 135, which is still fine. I'm still going to shoot those at probably 2950 ish and go from there. Um, and, and probably have some really good success with it. But, you know, that whole rifle, that I mean, that whole caliber and everything, to me, is going to be a purpose-utilized a purpose utilized barrel or uh, caliber. 
I'm not going to shoot a Creedmoor of either 6 or 25 or 6.5 as my primary, like, okay, I'm shooting a two-day, a normal two-day match, you know, in the southeast. This is, no, I'm going to shoot my Dasher. Whether it be the AI or the Hancock, it's going to be the Dasher. Um, but if I'm going to go shoot and I know it's going to be windy, or let's say I had a wild hair and I went to Oklahoma to shoot and I knew it was going to be a whole bunch of troop lines and heavy wind or stuff like that. Yeah. I'm probably going to take that 25 because that's going to give me an advantage in shooting something that I've never shot in before. I've never shot in those kind of winds that they, that are pretty much typical there. So you know, I feel like I'm going to need all the help I can get. And if I can shave two tenths off my wind call, um, that would be awesome. That would, to me, would be worth it. Um, and really with the shockwave break, I can't really tell. I'm shooting kind of a soft load, getting those bullets going at 29.50. It's not a real heavy load. I can't tell the difference between, I, I wouldn't know if I had my six Creed barrel on shooting the uh, factory Hornady. Uh, or if I had my 25 barrel on shooting those hand loads, I don't know that I could tell the difference in recoil. So, um, with a suppressor, I think I could, cause I shot some of the suppressor too. I think I could, but with the break, I, I couldn't tell. I, I don't know that I could tell you which one was what. And speaking of suppressor, I just sent mine back to my, uh, harvester back to silencer co today. I had like a lump in the tube which is not good um because they can't replace the tube which to me i'm I, I get the reason why but i don't understand why they can't why it's against the law for them to say okay this tube is shit we will destroy it we have documentation of this tube being destroyed and then serialized the, the same serial number the a new tube why is that illegal why is that specific action illegal to me if I'm approved and I legally own the suppressor, why is that not able to do? It's not like I want you to give me another one, like an additional suppressor in market. No, I just the same, just destroy that one and put it, put the baffles in the end cap on the new tube, serialize it as the same as that one. I don't see why that fucking, I don't see why none of it's illegal, but, um, you know, mufflers on cars aren't illegal. But, you know, apparently they are a muffler on a gun is. Um, but I don't see why that is a violation of, you know, a, a NFA violation. I, I, I don't understand it. But that's the case. And so he was like, when I got in contact with the guys over there at Silencer Code, they're like, yeah, send it on. Um, we'll, we'll try to flatten it out. We'll try to work on it. But um, I'm, just, I'm not really worried that much about it. I send them a picture and everything. And so I'm not really worried that much about it. But. We'll try to get that. And uh, um, also I had them, the uh, the harvester and the omegas have the insert that you can change for different thread pitches for different barrels. Well, I shot the 5.8s by 24 and so much that carbon has literally seized that insert, that adapter in the suppressor. And I have done everything on God's green earth to get it out. I've literally soaked the suppressor in uh, coil, um, trying to get it loose. I viced it up and try to get it loose and uh i viced up the actual uh adapter tool to and then put the and held the can and try to put it down in the, in the teeth and then twist it to no avail it is just not and you've got to get that machined out so they're going to take they're going to do that 
and then send me a new 5 8 24 adapter because I've got a 9 16th and a half inch um, adapter to use that I can't use right now because I can't get the, um, the 5 8 out. But so they're going to have like a three week turnaround, which is fine. Um, I'm not going to need it in three weeks or anything. Hunting season's over with and anything I shoot to now and then is going to be the break anyway. But that's what's going on in, in uh, my shooting world. Uh, AI just released the new rifle, the new comp rifle. Um, and uh, it's, it's pretty cool. I like the buttstock the most because it's more like the ASR buttstock. It's just not toolless. Uh, the price point is appealing. It's uh, five thousand for the base model, which it doesn't come with the top rail, the the I guess you say the barrel shroud and the handguard. Um, it doesn't come with any of the weights. Uh, what else does it not come with? I I don't remember any of the accessories. It doesn't come with. Um, but the base, the the action, the barrel, the comp trigger. So they include the comp trigger, which is cool. Um. You know, and the chassis rings in right at $5,000. Um, I'm happy that I've got my Accuracy Obsession chassis because I love it. I like the the looks, and which I haven't felt the new one. I haven't had it in my hands or shot it, and I don't know when I will. Maybe JR will, Jonathan Roberts, let me look at his and play with his for a minute, but um, no homo. But, uh, um, I, I really like the looks of my my chassis better, and I know key key uh, key mod is functionally better than MLock. I agree, but there's just more out there for MLock that I'm glad I've got MLock. It's a better supported feature than key mod is, um, and they just got too much key mod on the handrail. Like there's just so much key mod. It's like I don't know. It's fine. I mean, it's a cool, it's a cool looking rifle and they're going to sell, they're going to sell a good amount of them and good for AI. Um, and the 223 conversion bolt has been announced. They haven't given a time frame or a timeline. Um, but, uh, that, that's going to be a thing. And I think short action Magnum bolts as well, or at least bolt heads. I'm not sure, but, um, I don't remember how they said they were going to do that. If it was going to do a whole bolt for the 223 and the Magnum or just the bolt heads, cause they're held in by roll pins. Um, but either way that's, it's, they've said it's existing. It's going to exist at least. They just don't have a time frame of when. Um, what else? I'm sitting here looking around my reloading room, trying to figure out what, uh, what else has been going on up here? Um, I think it's about it. Uh, guys, if this podcast sucked, I'm sorry. I mean, literally, I, I really only did this episode um, out of the necessity of giving you guys something to listen to and staying in your ear a little bit. Um, but the next the next podcast should be next week with Theus from Hoplite Arms. That one is going to be awesome. I know it's going to be awesome. Um, and me and the wife, actually, we were going to record one, uh, Sunday night, but just shit came up, um, and we didn't get around to it. By the time we were freed up, it was too late and both of us were tired and that podcast would have really sucked. But, um, you know, she's willing to come on and, and do it and I'd love to have her on and be fun, I guess. But give me some stuff. You guys hit me up in the comments or on Sniper's Hide, um, 
And let me know if you if y'all want to hear her, what are some things you guys want to hear? Because we could go through like how we met, I guess, if y'all give a shit about that. Or and also like what it's like being the spouse of someone who shoots so much and you know, the travel and setting aside the time, the financial stuff of it. You know, that but that could be a fucking fifteen minute episode. So that would suck. Y'all give me something y'all want to talk about. Uh, me and her to talk about if if I don't get any feedback on that about the content of what you would want from me and her I then I ain't gonna do it because then it's just gonna you're gonna be hearing about you know a grocery list and you know laundry needs to be done and shit like that um but the one thing I do want to uh, touch on again is what I mentioned earlier on the whole social media thing. Okay. I'm no longer, like I said, no longer on social media anymore. It feels great. Love it. The only problem with that is it's harder for me to then grow the podcast. Um, you know, I, I want to feel like I'm making headway. It's not that I have some goal of X amount of, uh, subscribers or X amount of downloads. Uh, the more the merrier, that'd be great. Um, but, uh, I just, I do want to feel like I'm making progress and I am moving in the right direction. You know, I told you guys, and if anybody saw my last video I did, um, on Instagram, basically explaining why I'm deleting my damn account and all that shit. I mentioned that, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to need your help in growing the podcast and that I plan on, you know, 2021 being, you know, I'm starting in January and finishing in December and then hopefully doing the same thing in 2022. Um, so, you know, the podcast lives on, but I, I am going to need you guys, y'all's help, Sherry family and friends, uh, share this on the Podbean app. You can hit, there's a, a share button you can hit. It gives you a link to download or to, to copy and paste. Put it on your social media if you're still on it, which I'd rather none of you guys be on it because it's, better to not be and you need to make these damn assholes feel it when they do some crazy shit like they've done the past few weeks um and that's the only way you're gonna do it is him in the pockets so i mean parlor got shit canned and i don't know if it's back online yet or not if it's going to i know they're suing amazon which is awesome but uh anyway uh i'm gonna need you y'all's help so my only place to converse with you guys is in the podbean app and uh also um snipers hide so i have a thread ongoing thread i think it's like four or five or six pages long uh of discussion pictures um announcements um you know i'll post typically post the new episodes in there when they're like i'll i'll upload this one tonight and then i will you know post that link in the snipers hide thread um uh, but I'm still, I'm going to need, I'm going to need you guys' help. I'm going to need y'all's help in growing the podcast and getting the word out there. Uh, I'm, I'm still getting messages on Instagram, like, hey, dude, oh, not on Instagram, on Sniper's Hide. Like, hey, I just ran across your, or a post that someone had mentioned your podcast or, or something that you had mentioned your podcast. What podcast is yours or uh, stuff like that. So there's even people on Sniper's Hide that, you know, haven't even heard of the podcast. Um, so I know there's, uh, there's, you know, tons and tons of people that are out there that, you know, doesn't even know this exists that might would enjoy the podcast. At least I hope so. Um, but I do this for you guys. I don't ask for any money. I do not get any money. Nobody 
nobody gives me money. I don't make any money on it. I, I just spend time. I invest time and brain power and uh, lack of sleep into this podcast. So, um, and I do it because I like doing it and I do it because you guys seem to like it. So give me uh give me a hand guys. And, um, and if you got any other guests, like I mentioned before, if you've got guests in mind, um, uh, that you'd like to have on I mean, I've got a list of people that I'm either going to, or going to ask to have on. Um, and so, so stay tuned for that. Um, but, uh, I'd love to get suggestions. I'd love to hear y'all's opinion of who y'all like to hear, what you'd like to hear about. Um, and like I mentioned a minute ago with, uh, in regards to the episode, um, with, uh, my wife, what content do you, I mean, what do you want us to talk about? Because she doesn't shoot. She doesn't give a fuck about shooting. She's happy that I do. She loves that. I love it. And, and, and she's glad that I, that I shoot um uh, and hunt and everything else but she don't give a damn about it um but you know that that could go that podcast could end quickly so i need to get some topics of of what y'all like to hear about from her so anyway um man this is an hour and 12 minutes in and i literally pulled all that out of my rectum because i had no real inkling of an idea of what i wanted to discuss tonight um, I guess that's further proof that I can talk to a fucking wall and have a conversation and talk forever. So anyway, guys, thanks as always. Thanks for the support. Um, I'm going to be making a new t-shirt run here pretty soon. Uh, so, uh, look for that. Um, I'll mention it on a podcast or in, on sniper's hide. Um, but, uh, I still got some three XLs left. If anybody, uh, needs a three XL, um, I sold two of them yesterday. And, uh, so if you guys want any, I still got some of those, uh, each run's probably going to be a different color. It's because I like changing it up. Um, so I'm not even sure what color this next uh, shirt is going to be, but, uh, it'll be cool either way. You guys will like it, but thanks again. Thanks for support. Um, and, uh, the well wishes and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this one and just, and if you didn't, I uh, don't blame you. But uh, stay tuned for next week because next week's episode with Theus is going to be pretty kick-ass. Um, he's a, a good guy, good friend of mine, and his brain operates like not many people's brain operates. And it's he's very interesting to talk to. Um, I think you're going to get a lot out of it, a lot of fun. We're going to talk about all kinds of shit. So um, I've got a list of things that I want to bring up to him on the podcast. And so it's going to be fun. I'm not even going to tell him what they are. I'm just going to hit him with them. All right, guys, if I owe you, uh, if you've got this far, I owe you a beer and, um, catch you next time, guys. Thanks.